Hey, my friend, this is Joe Bakmutsky. I'm the creator of Simplified Cancer. And look, I know that starting treatment is tough. Even when you have a great specialist looking after you, there's just so much going on. And I think you need to really tackle it on every level, you know, mental, physical, social, right? And when I say mental, I mean, just being able to deal with the stress and worries and really knowing what to expect and physically just to be prepared so that you know how to deal with the things that come up for you and also social so that really you're connected to the people in your life and that they can support you on your terms and i really think of treatment in kind of three parts i think the first part is really what happens before treatment. Because really, you always have, you know, at least, you know, three days or a week or two weeks before treatment actually starts. And I think that could be a really important time. And look, even if it's just one day, you can do something to really set yourself up for treatment in the best way possible. I think it starts, first of all, in managing your expectations. One of the worst things about cancer treatment is uncertainty because you don't know how things are going to play out. You, you probably have like a list of bullet points, you know, just that, that, you know, talk about all the scary things that might happen. And you don't really know what it's going to be like and, and, you know, how it's all going to work out in the end. So I think it's really important to dig deeper. And of course, you have to chat to your specialist. But at the same time, I think it also pays to really dig a little bit deeper and take a few extra steps and really, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time. You can just go to a large, reputable, evidence-based website and really spend 10 to 15 minutes researching on your treatment. And when I say evidence-based, all I'm really talking about is that it's the scientific method behind it and it's been proven to work by experts all over the world. So I think that's what I suggest you do is if you go to a large reputable website like Cancer Council here in Australia or the National Cancer Institute in the United States or Macmillan Cancer Support in the UK, if you go there and if you search for you know your type of treatment, whether that's you know, a chemotherapy regime, whether that's a medical procedure, just search for it and you'll spend 10 to 15 minutes reading three to five articles and just try to get an understanding of the things that you care about. Like what are the side effects that you need to be concerned about? How do you know that the treatment is actually working? And what can you do if things don't go to plan? Is there another treatment that you can do after that? I think it really pays to spend a little bit of time to just to really understand and to really get confidence that it's going to be the right thing for you, that is really going to work for you and where you are in life. And I think another way to really get a really great grasp of what's happening is to marry this up, marry up this, uh, you know, process of getting the facts and real understanding of what's going on when you talk to people who have been through it. I gotta tell you, there's nothing like hearing the perspective of people who have already been through your treatment. 
they know exactly what it's like. So you can, of, of course, go to, you know, a face-to-face sort of support group. But I think the best way to do it is online. If you search for, uh, you know, um, an online community that is based around your type of cancer, um, you can just search for that or you can just grab a guide off my website. If you go to simplifycancer.com, if you go to the tools section, there's going to be um, a link there. It's going to be called Online Community Guide. It's completely free and it lists the you know, top three online communities for your type of cancer. So that's a great place to start. So um, it's basically folks just like you and me who have been through treatment and they really know what it's like. They know that it's scary. They know that people don't know what's going on. So they're there to help. They're there to answer your questions. So if you have any questions, and <laughs> I'm sure you will once you kind of spend a little bit of time digging on, on, on the website, a large website um, that is, you know, evidence-based, that has some research papers there. You're going to have questions. We all do. So these people are going to be best place, best place to really answer your questions and to help you so that you really know what to expect. And by the way, this is something you can use throughout treatment as well, right? You can really ask them and say, well, is this normal, right? And I think while everyone's experience is slightly different, but at the same time, you're going to be able to gauge what's going on. You're going to have a really good perspective of what's happening. And I'm thinking it's going to really help you throughout treatment. And I think being prepared physically as well. I've never really heard about that before I started treatment, but I wish I did because there is such a thing as prehab, right? It's kind of the opposite of rehab because rehab happens after treatment. And prehab is typically something that you can do before. So if it's possible at all, this is something that you can ask your specialist or your medical team. Well, is there something that you can do physically to set yourself up for the best possible shape for treatment and for faster recovery because that's what it's about it's getting back into your normal into into good shape physically after treatment is done so maybe you need to lose some weight maybe you need to gain some muscle in a particular area whatever you is there anything that you can do to set yourself up physically for for treatment so that you can recover faster so just check in with your specialist and see if there's anything at all because it might really help you later down the track. And of course, I think another thing that is crucial is to be connected to your family, to be connected to your friends, to be connected to people in your life so that they know what's going on. And just being able to tell them that you are scared and you, you don't know what's going on. And tell them the facts, right? Tell them, you know, you're going to be staying at this hospital. The expected recovery time is this. Do you want them to visit you? Do you want any help? I think it's really important and it can really set you up really nicely to be prepared for treatment so that you know what's coming your way. So, like I said, you can do this all, you know, even in a day if you had to. Just really set yourself up before 
treatment. Okay, now let's talk about what happens during treatment. I think one of the most overlooked things is keeping track of your symptoms, right? Because during treatment, things are going to come up. You're going to have aches, you're going to have pains, and you're going to be sitting there wondering, is this cancer? Is it growing? Has it spread? Or is this a side effect? Or is this something totally unrelated? What should I do with it? And you kind of think that you're going to remember it when you see a specialist or when you talk to your nurse. But I got to tell you, there's so much going on. It's incredibly easy to forget. And you don't want to do that. So I think it's really important to write things down. And whether that means you keep a notebook or whether you have a mobile app like CancerAid or whether you make notes um, on your tablet or something, whatever works for you. But just keep in mind that it's really important to keep track of it so you don't forget. It's kind of like keeping a captain's log. So imagine you're, you're, you're a captain of the ship and, and you're kind of navigating these uncharted waters. You really want to make notes to really keep track of where you're going so you can understand where you've been and whether you made progress and what's happening, right? So I think it's it's a really critical thing for you to do because there's so much going on. It's There's so many worries and you got to deal with them the right way. And it starts with, you know, raising them with your specialist, talking to your nurse about it, you know, talking to even your family and friends and, and talking about them what's going on because it is stressful. I know that it's cancer and we kind of expect it to be tough, but at the same time, it's hard. These things get to you and you really just want to get them out of yourself and being able to really talk about it. Talk about it with your partner, your family, your specialist. And sometimes, you know, I really regret not doing it, is talking about it with someone you don't really know. So, you know, your hospital or your specialist could put you in touch with someone who's used to talking to folks like you and me, talking about cancer, who know what it's like. You know, maybe it's a psychologist or a counselor, but really, it's just a person who doesn't know you, who might even be able to offer you some advice. But the most important thing is, they're just going to be there and listen, listen to what's going on in your life. Because I think it's critical to have every bit of support that you can get. And that also includes your family, your friends, your workmates, um, you know, other people in your life, whoever that is, because they don't really understand what you're going through. And I think we kind of have to guide them through it. We have to tell them, what do we want? What sort of support do you really want from them? Because you know what, <laughs> there's a stereotype of people who kind of bring you casseroles when you're going through treatment. <laughs> I never got any casseroles, and I think that would have been nice. And I don't really know where, where you stand on casseroles. Um, but I think the important thing is to get the support that you need on your terms. And I think that means to really spelling out what you want from people. Because most people, they really they want to help but they don't know how. So we have to tell them. Even if that, I think the easiest way, this is what I would have done if I, if I had the chance, is to write an email and say, hey, I'm going through this and this treatment. You know, here's a list of things that I need help with. 
you know, driving me to and from the hospital, um, doing groceries once a week, doing babysitting on, you know, these, uh, you know, such and such dates and whatever, you know, things that you need help with and saying, hey, well, I would appreciate your help with it. Just hit reply and let me know if there's anything that you can help with. And honestly, people who truly care about you, they're going to be grateful that you've done it because you've just made it easy for them to support you, to be there for you on your terms during treatment. Okay, cool. So now let's talk about what you can expect to happen after treatment. Because the reality is that things are going to change. You might have some side effects that are still hanging about. You might have some fatigue. You might have, um, you know, your body composition might have changed other things. And with body composition, when I first heard that, I was like, what is that? And then I realized it was just a polite way of telling me that I got fat. Because during, <laughs> during, my during my chemotherapy treatment, I was also taking these steroids that, you know, really helped me to get through it. But at the same time, like, it was just kind of made me hungry. I was like, I wanted to eat all the time. And as a result, I put on a fair bit of weight. And, you know, my oncologist said that you really should lose the weight because, you know, you have much higher chances now of having heart disease and nasty things like that. So he actually put me in touch with someone called an exercise physiologist. Now, if you don't know who an exercise physiologist is, this is really a person who specializes in exercise from, you know, scientific, from medical perspective. So this is someone that can really do an individualized assessment of where you're at and prescribe a set of exercises that are going to be right just for you so that you are still making progress and making whatever the results that you need to make. But it's all measured. It's all done in a way where you're getting results, but at the same time, you're not pushing yourself too far. I got to tell you, my exercise physiologist has been a blessing. Um, it's made a huge difference to my life. It's helped me tremendously with fatigue. It's helped me uh, tremendously with losing weight. I feel so much better. I've got so much energy. It really changed my life. I mean, honestly, I was, I was the type of person who would laugh at people that would, you know, tell me they feel great after exercise. So I would highly recommend to kind of start thinking about that as something that you can do after treatment to really you know, kind of boost your recovery process, you know, because it's really important to get through it and kind of get things taken care of after treatment. Because let's face it, things will never be the same after treatment, right? That, um, you know, you, that applies to, you know, physically, but also to mentally, to where you are in life. Because when you get cancer, you kind of get start asking yourself all of these questions about life and your place in it. And I don't mean it in just some, you know, metaphysical um, sense or spiritual sense. Or of course, all of that applies as well, right? But also just, what am I doing with my life? Am I really enjoying things that I do every day? Am I happy with where I'm going at with my career? Because... Well, look, let's face it, we all do things out of habit. 
we all get busy and sidetracked and we kind of all end up missing out on things that we've always wanted to do. Like maybe you wanted to write a book or maybe you wanted to change your career or maybe you wanted to go and travel or maybe you wanted to go and spend time with your kids or whatever, whatever it is for you, right? We kind of been putting off things and not getting things done. But the reality is, and you, my friend, have definitive proof that there is no time like now. Putting off things later is not going to work because you don't know how much time you've got. You know when you're dealing with cancer, there's no time to waste. So you got, I think you got to start asking yourself, am I happy with what I'm doing with my life? Am I having fun? Am I, am I enjoying myself? Do I feel like I'm making a difference? You know, and I think that's what it's about making a difference in a whatever way is meaningful and tangible for you. Whether that's contributing to a bigger cause, maybe through volunteering, or maybe that means spending a lot more time and energy helping people you care about. You know, maybe it's helping your child or helping your best friend, or maybe it's helping your neighbor. Whatever that is for you. But I think ultimately it's all about community. It's all about making a difference in a way that not only helps others, but most importantly, it helps yourself. Because you end up getting something out of it. You end up feeling like you belong. Like you are making a difference in your own personal way. Because ultimately I think that's what it comes down to. I really believe that it comes down to kind of having this feeling that any day this can be taken away. And you know what? That is true with or without cancer. I think it's about at whatever stage you're at, at whatever point you're at with your life, but especially when you have cancer, when you're dealing with cancer, when you're starting, starting to build a life after cancer, you got to start asking yourself, am I doing the things that I, that I want to do? Am I happy with what I'm doing and where I'm going in life? Because that is going to make the biggest difference to your life. So let's run through these things again really quickly. Just So just to summarize, in terms of dealing with things before treatment, I think it's important to have the right expectation so that you know what you're dealing with. So you can dig a little bit deeper on a large evidence-based website to read up on your treatment and also just connect up with people on online communities for your type of cancer. These are the people who've been through it before. They know what it's like and they can help you. They can give you advice on what's going on. Also, be prepared physically. So you can really, is there anything that you can do to put yourself in the best shape physically to set you up for faster recovery. So just talk to a specialist about that. Also being connected with your family, friends, so they know what you're going through, so that they know what's going on in your life and how is this treatment playing out for you. And also during treatment, making sure that you really have a way of recording your symptoms so that you can really talk to your specialist and your, or your nurse about it and really just writing things down in whatever way is easiest for you. Maybe it's 
on your phone or maybe it's you know in a notebook but just making sure that you don't forget because it's easy to do this so much that is going on my friend it's easy to forget and making sure that you have the support of people in your life because most of the time they really want to help but they don't know how so we need to guide them just tell them what they want and they will be grateful because they know they're helping you on your terms and after treatment making sure that you really doing the right you know setting yourself up physically in terms of movement in terms of nutrition and doing the right exercises to really speed up your recovery process and put you in the best place possible to have the life that you want beyond cancer and also just really thinking about your purpose in life and what you want to do and and doing more of the things that you want and, and kind of dialing back on things you have to do out of habit or that you've been you know you've, you've doing them because you that's the way you've always been doing things and more concentrating on things that are really important to you right now things that are going to make you feel happy make you feel fulfilled make just going to make life more fun and that ultimately i think comes down to being a part of the community and helping other people whether that's through volunteering to a cause that you care about or maybe helping that you know people you know that are immediately within your circle maybe your friend maybe it's, it's your partner maybe it's your child maybe it's your neighbor whoever that is for you just really making sure that you have the best life you can with or without cancer because there's no time to waste there's no time like now because i firmly believe that any day it can be taken away and we gotta live to the max my friend i hope it's been helpful just as always let me know my email is joe at simplifycancer.com that's j-o-e at simplifycancer.com Hey, this is Joe Bakmutsky, and thanks so much for listening. Listen, I just want to take a moment to really thank you for your time, because I know that it's precious, but also I want to congratulate you. I really want to congratulate you on listening to this podcast, because as we both know, cancer is incredibly hard to deal with, and you don't want to go it alone. And you want all the support and all the advice that you can get to, to stay on top of it, to stay on top of your worries during cancer. So I, I want to tell you about the tools that I have available on my website on simplifycancer.com that can really help you. So all of these tools are available under the tools menu on simplifycancer.com. So tool number one, that's the first visit oncologist checklist. So if the word oncologist bothers you, like I, I know it really freaked me out. If you are worried about your first appointment, as, as again, as we all are, then this can really help you with some key questions that you want to ask. The key thing, of course, is having a list like this means that you won't forget something important, which is easy enough to do when, when you've got a million things going through your head. Plus, it's a handy PDF, so it's easy to print and write down all the answers so you don't forget. So then there is the outcome map. 
Like this is a really simple but really powerful tool that I have developed to help you deal with worries about something specific, something that's bothering you right now. So maybe you're waiting for your test results and your mind's off running in a million different directions. Or maybe you've got an ache or pain and you don't know what it is. Like, is it cancer? Is that a side effect from treatment? Or maybe is that something else altogether? So it will kind of help you to put it all together so you can, you can get a bird's eye view and decide how to best deal with it. Number three is mastering your emotions during cancer. Now, this is a walk through all the stages that you go through as a patient and as a caregiver through anger and through guilt and fear and how you can address your needs, your emotional needs on every level during cancer. Like it came about after many discussions that I had with my friend and my colleague. Her name is Jill. Her husband had prostate cancer. So, uh, so she has this kind of caregiver's perspective. And we both like talked about how there are so many times, um, when you go through cancer, when you kind of just feel alone and you're struggling, you're on this roller coaster of emotions and it's kind of full on and it's hard to deal with. So there, there's an audio version that comes along with it. And there's a link to download the MP3 if that's what you want, or you can just listen to it online and, you know, and just uh, listen along with the PDF. So another one is testicular cancer support kit. This has a one page summary of what the testicular cancer journey looks like that you can check out for yourself or share with your family or friends. Like it's got a helicopter view of all the symptoms and treatments and who's involved and what happens when and it's really great one kind of page view of like what happens during testicular cancer. Plus, the kit also includes like ready-to-go email templates for your family, friends, and your workmates. So you can kind of share what's what's happened. Maybe you want to break the news on cancer and you can, don't want to think about and wreck your brain on what to write. So you can just copy and paste. You can tweak it a little bit so to suit your personality and you're good to go. And I've also done the same thing for prostate cancer. So check out the prostate cancer support kit. Again, it's showing all the treatment options and stages on one page. So you can walk someone through it, like someone from your family or a friend. And they know what to expect and how it all happens. And of course, when you sign up for any of my tools, we just talked about you also get an email from me when, when there's a new episode that's kind of relevant to you right now and other news from the world of simplified cancer and listen i'm, I'm going to keep on asking you about how i'm doing here i mean are, are you getting what, you, what you're looking for was there something in particular that that really made sense to you or is there a question that you want to ask or maybe there's there's just something that you you want to get off your chest like please i need to know just reply to any of my emails or send me an email right now. My email is joe at simplifycancer.com. So that's J-O-E at simplifycancer.com. And send me an email whenever you've got anything on your mind. So again, I want to thank you for listening. Till next time. 